Ever wonder why luxury hotel mattresses are so dreamy? It's because those hybrid mattresses combine both comfort and support to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. With Dream Cloud, you can get a luxury mattress made with premium materials at half the price of traditional hybrid mattresses. Dream Cloud combines the perfect blend of comfy memory foam and supportive springs. Comfortable sleep is about more than just the mattress you sleep on. And that's why every Dream Cloud also comes with $399 in accessories. Plus get $200 off a 365-night home trial, free shipping and returns, and a forever warranty. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. Well, today is Thanksgiving Day here in the United States of America. And instead of doing a program of just the normal news, even if you don't live in the United States, there are plenty of things, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, to be thankful about. We'll explore some of that today. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thanksgiving Day edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I decided today I didn't really want to get deeply into the news. We need to sometimes focus our our minds away from all the negative news that we are just bombarded with on a daily basis. I know so many people have heard enough for a while. It's nice to get away from the pandemic, from all the headlines and the lies. We need that time of refreshment. And we need to be thankful for all the blessings God has given us in spite of all the difficulties we face in our time. All across human history, there have been periods of desperate times, but God has come through. Now, here in the United States, and I'm sure most of my listeners who live in the United States are kind of aware of the history of this uh, special celebration This Thursday, this last Thursday in the month of November every year. It's a national holiday, and it occurs, like I said, on the last Thursday. And it commemorates, really, 1621, which, if you think about it, is 400 years ago. When Plymouth Colonist and the Wanapeg Indian tribe shared an autumn harvest that feast that is acknowledged today is probably one of the first Thanksgiving celebrations in what was then the American colonies or the North American or New World region. Now, for more than two centuries from that time in the 1600s, for more than two centuries, there were all kinds of Thanksgiving celebration in the region, in the, in the various colonies. There were days of Thanksgiving celebrated by individual colonies, but it wasn't until wasn't until 1863, in the midst of the American Civil War, that President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national day of Thanksgiving to be held each November. Sometimes in our modern world, we think we have incredible hardships, incredible difficulties. But compared to other times in our American history, and even world history, the world has been a difficult place. But we're supposed to be thankful in all things. 
We give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. some of your most fondest memories of Thanksgiving. Now, I know that in Canada, Thanksgiving was celebrated last month, but all of us have some memories, I'm sure, about this very special time of the year. I know that I do as well. I can think back as a child. We always went to 
my grandparents' house, that they were about maybe half hour away. We lived in the middle of Long Island in New York, a little town called Hicksville at that time. Grandparents lived in Port Washington. And every Thanksgiving, we would gather everybody in the car, and off we went for a Thanksgiving dinner at my grandparents' house. And sometimes other family members were there from around the metro New York area. And one of the most exciting things for me, besides being there on Thanksgiving Day, we went rather early in the day to enjoy all the festivities all day long. And then my brother David and I would spend a couple of nights at our grandparents' house. So we were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we got back to our home sometime Sunday afternoon to be in school, to be in school on on Monday morning. Now, this is the 1960s, early part of the 1960s, where these memories are. The summertime is long past. My grandparents were very fortunate. They they lived virtually on a on the water at Manhasset Bay. And so my brother David and I always got to enjoy the beach all summer. We'd watch the changes of the fall. And by the time you got to this period in November, the days are are shorter, temperatures much colder, and the anticipation of Christmas right around the corner for young boys you can imagine the excitement i think one of the most exciting things that my brother david and i shared on thanksgiving day before dinner when people were watching television family is talking david and i had the opportunity my brother and i to go through the sears wish book remember those the sears wish book to choose the kind of things that we might want to have when Christmas would come around in, you know, just about a month. I can remember the day after Thanksgiving going to some of the stores in the area, and there you saw, you know, Santa Claus and all those memories of childhood. It was totally a different time and place, even in a state like New York, totally different than we see today. And something else that was different then than today. And we're talking, this is a major difference in my Thanksgiving memories. One of the most important things we did to start the day. This is before we took off and started going to the grandparents' house to enjoy a wonderful time that afternoon and evening. All of us got up early Thanksgiving morning. And all of us went to church. Even as a young boy, I was in a children's choir. And so for me, every Thanksgiving started with church. It began praising the Lord and giving thanks for all the things that he had given us throughout the year. And I look back now at my childhood, and it's hard to believe just how much I have to be thankful for even after all the years that have gone by. So many of those Thanksgiving Day hymns still ring in my mind like, Now thank we all our God. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. And one of my favorites, Come ye thankful people come.
want to remind you, you're listening to our Thanksgiving Day special here on the program, Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I thought seriously as I prepared for this program just to avoid much of the news. We get plenty of it most of the rest of the week. And these times when we have a, an opportunity to to turn away from all the hardships and the news of the day and the angst, the anxiety, and the stress, we need to take this day, especially here in the United States and anywhere else in the world, really, we need to take time to give thanks to our Lord in spite of all of it, in spite of our difficulty, in spite of our struggles, in spite of the, the hardships that we, we deal with. I know we live in a world today where things are difficult for many. And I'm not going to get into all of it today. We can get back to that tomorrow and again on Monday. Some of the things that we're facing within our society. But you want to know something? St. Paul talks about his suffering and his service. And truly, even by today's standards, with all that we're going through, I don't think many people went through what St. Paul went through, what many in the early church went through in persecution and still were thankful people. As a matter of fact, St. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, and you can find these words. He, he goes, you ready for this? I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prison more frequent, in death oft. In other words, I'm, my life is on the verge of being snuffed out at any moment. Then he writes, of the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often in peril of waters, in perils of robber, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the weakness, in perils on the sea, in perils among false brethren. Let me stop right there. Those are the ones that you think are your friends, but they're not. They make claims that are not true. Then he writes, In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. In other words, in spite of all that, I still have to deal with the work that I'm called, is what St. Paul says in Christ Jesus. So who is weak? Am I not weak? Who is offended? And I burn not. But here's the key. He goes, If I must needs glory, I will glory in the things which concern my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed evermore, knoweth that I lie not. There's a funny thing about St. Paul. In all that he wrote, he's not bragging at all. He's just reminding everybody when they start saying, oh, I'm having such a difficult time in my life. And he reminds them, you know, guess what? A lot of us do too. But see, here's one of the things that St. Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica. And we find this in 1 Thessalonians. And he writes to them, and we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them highly in love for their work's sake. 
and be at peace among yourselves. And now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak. When you think about the feeble-minded, you see a lot of that today in our very modern world, people that are just living by their phone and they have nothing eternal in their lives. See that none of you rend evil for evil unto any man. A lot of Christians need to learn that one too. We can be angry. There's a righteous anger. But be careful in what you wish upon others. Let me make that very clear. But ever follow, this is what St. Paul now says, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. You know that all men are even to those we don't like, we don't get along with, even those that hate us and despise us. And then Paul says, rejoice evermore, evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. Let me say that again. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. And this is another lesson we need to learn. Abstain from all appearance of evil. As I said, part of my Thanksgiving every year growing up was a deep involvement. I could, I can't tell you a time until the way the world went in different directions. A lot of churches stopped having Thanksgiving services. But back, back when I was a child, churches opened up their doors in the United States on Thanksgiving Day. And it wasn't a small crowd. It was a big deal on that Thursday. People, yeah, they traveled. A lot of people still do. And I think more travel now by air and everything else. But even though it's difficult now because of pandemic stuff, we have kind of changed Thanksgiving to a holiday of excessiveness, holiday of sporting events. And we've pushed God out of it. How many churches do you know that will actually have a Thanksgiving service? Many that used to will not. Either they just figure no one's going to come or they don't want to bother anyway. I can remember a lot of hymns. And one of the ones that I can remember being raised on as a child, Love Divine, All Love Excelling.
admit for me, one of the saddest things that has happened regarding Thanksgiving here in the United States, and I'm certain it's the same in Canada and any other place in the so-called Western world where we used to give praise and honor to God, and now that's been pushed away. The idea of giving thanks and praise to God, it's a quaint custom for many. It's an old tradition and ritual we don't even need to follow anymore. They've all been replaced by by Black Friday. People sit around on Thursday and eat well, drink a lot, and then get up early in the morning, or they did for a long time. Now it's online. Now everybody's used to be Cyber Monday. Now it's it's just crept into the week before Thanksgiving. How many of you get emails or or advertisements you know black friday starts now that's the day after thanksgiving we're trying to rush and pull christmas in earlier i was in a store around what we call halloween beginning of november christmas lights and trees are out these holiday type radio stations are already changing format to play their holiday favorites never say christmas just holiday You know, in many American households, it's obvious, many Canadian households, Australian households, the idea of giving thanks, the idea of even our faith, it's gone. So here in in the United States, our Thanksgiving celebration has now lost pretty much all of its religious significance. It now centers on, on cooking and having a big meal with family or friends. Some people go out to a restaurant because they're lonely. Their lives have gone as such where they have really no friends left. And if anything, they just go to a restaurant and and pretend that they're happy on this wonderful day. Things like having turkey. It, It is funny, though. It is synonymous with the holiday, whether or not it may have been what they gathered for the pilgrims back in 400 years ago in 1621. I know that Benjamin Franklin wanted to make the turkey uh, the American bird instead of the bald eagle because of their plentifulness and their ability to feed. So all these people today in the United States, 90% of Americans will eat turkey today. Whether roasted, baked, or even in the South, you'll find them deep-fried And that's from the National Turkey Federation. And the usual, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the cranberry sauce, the pumpkin pie. It's it's kind of an American ritual these days. But my heart breaks when I realize part of that ritual. Getting together as family and Christians to give thanks unto Almighty God. And to hear those wonderful hymns of thanksgiving and praise of the blessings we have been given as a people and a nation. And I really believe because we have turned our back on God here in the United States, that we are no longer giving him the thanks, the honor, and the praise that he is due. His hand of blessing is no longer among us, and we are now, well, we're on our own. And as we are more on our own each and every year, We see the debt pile up, the despair pile up, children unable to function. We see new kinds of mental illnesses that are popping up, depression, greed, 
All those things have always been with us, but now they're becoming more celebrated than living a good and happy and prosperous and laborious life. Those things have been forfeited and thrown away. You know, there is a prayer for the day. You'll find it in many different churches, at least the ones that used to celebrate Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. Prayer is called a collect. And the term collect means like a collection of prayer thoughts. You'd find it years ago in in Methodist churches, years ago in Bible-believing Lutheran churches, years ago in many Presbyterian, and even, even back in the day when the Episcopal Church still honored and glorified Almighty God. And a few others. And, and there, here's a prayer. This one goes back literally to the early 1800s here for the United States. And it goes, O most merciful Father, who has blessed the labors of the husbandman and the returns of the fruits of the earth, we give thee humble and hearty thanks for this thy bounty. Beseech in thee to continue thy loving kindness to us, that our land may still yield her increase to the glory of our comfort through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It's about time to take our break here in the middle, middle part of the program. And I want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart that support this radio ministry on a faithful basis. If you can help us out as we continue on in this work, you can go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. You can find out how to support us. Our mailing address is there. There's also a way to support us if you would like to give online. We're still looking for alternatives uh, for even better companies to deal with than PayPal. We're working on that. Still haven't made a decision. But if you can help us financially and, and make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, you can mail it to Truth to Ponder at 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248 in Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. The bold foot move coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. Receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Ruth, the Moabite, the Gentile, goes down to the threshing floor and finds Boaz there sleeping. She lays down next to him. She uncovers his feet. Now, this is a bold thing to do. She's a Gentile. She's an outcast. She has no right. She's poor. Yet she does a very bold thing. And he's startled. He wakes up. He says, who are you? He says, I'm Ruth. She says, I'm Ruth. And spread your garment over me because you are a kinsman redeemer. And he does. He spreads his garment. And that means that she's covered. And she becomes his wife. And he becomes her husband. A beautiful story. But you know, it's a real lesson about you and Messiah. Because we're like Ruth. We're outcasts. And we need to come boldly to him. You know, and especially when you fall and you messed up in sin, you need to come boldly there. You know, 
We have no rights. We're outsiders. But by the mercy and the grace of God, we can come boldly. The more distant you feel from God, don't withdraw from him. Just because you have no rights, don't withdraw. Come boldly to him. Come boldly receive his grace. Boldly receive his love. Confidently receive his forgiveness. You see, the, the less you deserve it, the more you have to come and apprehend it. Be strong about reaching out to his goodness and pulling it over your life and asking him, listen, cover me, Lord, because you are my redeemer and he will by his grace gladly cover you with his love but it all begins with a bold foot move want more ask for uncovering his feet now imagine being plugged into a special line let you know on news future events news behind the news biblical prophecy updates on israel what you need to know as an end time believer and teachings and strength for every day of your week and the mystery of the temple doors all free how do you get all this free easy just remember jesus is real hebrew name and you dial it that's it it's yeshua so just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you will be blessed with free gifts. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now I invite you to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even to Jerusalem. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. And you'll have a great part in the end time harvest around the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, Box 111. One one Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, O seventy six forty four. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box one 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 Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, O seventy six forty four. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, "Come into His presence boldly." Shalom alechem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah. Hagoel, your kinsman redeemer. This is truth to ponder. With Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thanksgiving Day special. Grateful for each hand we hold Gathered round this table From far and near we travel home Blessed that we are able Grateful for this sheltered place With light in every window Saying welcome, welcome, share this feast Come in away from Worth living for 
There's no doubt that last year, and even for many this year, Thanksgiving is going to be a very difficult time for a number of reasons. I can remember last year, all the officials saying, we must stay home, we must not go out, we must not gather with family and friends, we must wear our face covering, we must, we must social distance, we shouldn't travel, we should just stay at home. Be safe. Stay at home. And many people did last year. And I wonder, looking back, was that the right thing for all of us to do? I'm not going to get into any of this today. We'll get back to it maybe tomorrow, most likely next week. But for a lot of people, last Thanksgiving, and even going into the Christmas season, was a very difficult time. People scared to death about any kind of travel or being around people. And so many people were totally isolated. And I read stories and I hear about stories of families that literally kept their children indoors for the last almost 18, 19, 20 months. Scared to death that their child's going to come down with a coronavirus and die. Or, more likely, The child who will easily survive the coronavirus might give it to somebody else. And now we have parents that think that all they have to do is just vaccinate their child and he'll be bulletproof, set him outdoors again. Total lack of trust in God. We've turned our back on him. We no longer worship and praise him, give him the praise and adoration he is due and deserves. And his hand of blessing that used to be so plentiful upon the United States, I really feel that hand has been rapidly disappearing. On this radio program, I've shared a few statistics, and I just want to remind you of them again. Recent recent data shows that for the first time in United States history, for the first time, Only 47% of the population of the United States, only 47% have any type of affiliation with any type of, quote, organized religion. It doesn't matter if it's considered Christian, uh, Jewish, or other. Only 47%. The fastest declining group, which may not be a bad thing, the fastest declining group, are some of the old mainline denominations that used to be bulwarks of the faith, used to really teach the faith, live the faith, share the faith. But they have thrown away much of the gospel for a social message, and they've ceased calling on repentance, as the Bible says, and instead they celebrate and honor sin and make a mockery of God's word. It's become social wokeism in too many places. And, and the funny thing is, saw another statistic. About half of the pastors of those kind of churches are looking to bail ship. They have nothing 
but disappointment, shrinking congregations. They don't see a future. They're depressed about it all, and they're not even certain what they believe. So maybe, hate to say it, but maybe that's something to be thankful for, that the imposters and impersonators of the faith are declining rapidly. But still, only about 20%, maybe a little higher, of the American population even claims to belong to any kind of Bible-believing, evangelical, or even Bible-believing traditional type of church or faith. Even among some of the mainstream Protestant denominations that, that would be considered more evangelical, like the Southern Baptists, they're having their own internal battles with some of the wokeness trying to creep in. You know, the left, those that hate God, they try to take over the seminaries, the schools, your children, the politics. It's a multi-front battle for the soul of America. Today, my encouragement to you is maybe, especially if you're my age, let us focus back on how it used to be and strive to work over this next year to maybe within, we may not be able to change our entire town, our country, our state, or whatever. We can change where we are and how we do certain things within our own family groups. Maybe putting Christ as the center of our lives, in the center of our Thanksgiving, instead of football and Black Friday. Maybe if we reassess who we are in Jesus Christ. And that, my friend, could be something truly to be thankful for. Now, I talked about what it was like in my childhood on a Thanksgiving day. And I can remember a very full and packed church. It wasn't empty. It wasn't like half full or a third full. It was virtually standing room only for the two, not one, the two Thanksgiving morning services. And I can remember in this big church... The organ beginning to play as the choir gets ready to process down the aisle behind the cross of Christ. As the congregation would stand and sing this hymn, Now thank we all our God.
Though many people today try to deny it, try to minimize it, try to bury it where it can't be found. There is no doubt that in spite of the United States' shortcomings and failings over its history, God has blessed this nation above almost any other nation on the face of the earth. Many people believe that the blessing was not because the majority, so to speak, were true believing Christians, but there were sufficient numbers of praying and believing Christians. Oftentimes, I refer to the term salt and light, salt and light. Jesus talks about we should be the salt and light, those that follow him. Salt is a a preservative. In ancient times, that's how they preserved meat and other things. And light, of course, is self-explanatory. Evil, evil hates light. It loves to hide in darkness. It loves for you to do things that are evil in darkness. It, it inspires you. It tries to pull you in. We as Christians are to be the salt and the light of this world. Even, even when the world is evil, even when the world has gone astray, we are that preservative. And for a long time, I think, when the balance was a little bit more toward those of faith, I think God's hand of blessing was mightily upon us. And for many years, we, we were blessed in spite of our, our ways. I pray that we can come back to that point. Restoration does not begin at the ballot box. Let me say that right now to be very clear and upfront. If we have any hopes of restoring our nation, it begins in our homes. It begins in our hearts. It begins with our family. And most important, it begins in our churches. Mind you, you're listening to a special edition, the Thanksgiving Day edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Today, I just felt that I wanted to get away from many of the news headlines and to think back for many of us to a different time in our nation. You know, I can remember as a very young child, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Yet I never saw my my mom or my dad or my grandparents or most people that I knew in any in any grave panic situation. I know that many probably were. But a lot of us or a lot of 
I should say people of that time, had a greater faith in God, and we had a government that was more inclined to be more concerned about the people than its own prosperity. Government has changed quite a bit in the years since the Cuban Missile Crisis, almost, what now, 60 years ago. Be 60 years ago next year. And it's hard to believe how we have fallen as a nation. The hand of blessing, God's hand of blessing was upon us for so many decades and and literally two and a half centuries or, or longer. And now we have turned our back on God. We fear pandemics over having a fear of God. We, we don't want to associate with fellow Christians because there could be a virus out there. Today, Thanksgiving Day, has been set aside for so many years as a day to give thanks for all the blessings God has given us individually, within our families, and particularly for our nation. As I said, the United States, for the most part, has had the highest standard of living of any nation ever known in the history of mankind. One of the great hymns of the church, which reminds us while we are oftentimes not faithful unto God, he has always been faithful to his people and to his church. One of the great hymns of the faith, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Thy faithfulness, O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not, as Thou hast been, Thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see.
Beautiful rendition of that classic old hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Here on Truth to Ponder, this is the Thanksgiving Day edition. I know that people listen in other parts of the world, but here in the United States, this Thursday, we celebrate Thanksgiving. Since 1863, it has been a declared holiday. It has been celebrated even prior to that for almost 200 years in the various states and colonies. It is a time when we should be giving thanks for all the wonderful things that God has given us. I shared memories on the program today of my own childhood. What it was like getting up on Thanksgiving morning, preparing and dressing up and going to church as a family. And back then in the 1960s, even in a place like Long Island in New York, places now that have become so incredibly secular, You would never know that God even exists in the hearts and minds of the people as they chase after their financial dreams and bigger cars, boats, and jobs. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, our Father. We have lost sight of those times in our life. We have traded in quality time with our family, our friends, and yes, fellow Christians in our churches for something, something much less. What's even more sad is Thanksgiving has become a really stressful time for too many. So many people trying to figure out how they're going to get things done in time for that Thanksgiving turkey, that Thanksgiving dinner, the money we spend preparing. This year, of course, because of inflation in the United States, because of reckless spending, Not really so much from the pandemic. Shutting down jobs. Thanksgiving may be a little less to be thankful for for many. And a lot more expensive. Our nation still has some hope. I believe we can find hope in Jesus Christ. I believe we can can at least see a respite. Really comes down to individual Christians like you and I doing what God has called us to do, to be faithful in that calling. 
Maybe the time for churches that have chosen to stay closed on Thanksgiving because it's a family time. Have lost sight it's a time to give thanks to God, not to give thanks to ourselves or our government. Sometimes there is a higher purpose. It's like churches that close on Christmas now because it's a family time. No, I thought it was a time that we remembered the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I saw it beginning to happen 20-some-odd years ago. People wanting to be away from the church. Listen, if you believe in our ministry and you're thankful for it, would you consider helping us? If you could mail a check made out to Ancient Word Radio, to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. Crestview, Florida, 32536. And we will thank you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world. At Kroger, we believe fresh means holding our produce to a higher standard. That's why we do up to a 27-point inspection on our produce. Like for citrus, we check for things like scarring and sunburn. Yep, oranges can sunburn. And we'll make sure you never see it. In fact, we only allow the best oranges, lemons, and grapefruits to reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we believe the juice is worth the squeeze. Kroger, fresh for everyone.